This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only, and it is not meant for substitution or replacement of professional medical or health advice. This podcast may contain explicit language, taboo topic, controversial ideas, and triggering points of view. So we invite you to respect what is being shared, even if you don't agree. If you resonate with anything is being shared in today's show, please feel free to apply it into your own life. If not, we invite you to let it go. Welcome to the Mastering Life, Relationship and Intimacy podcast with Lucia Gabriela, a sacred space which means it's free of judgment, where we come together to learn and explore how to awaken, unleash, and unlock our inner master self. These podcasts feature experts in topics of life, relationship, and intimacy. In life, we will explore topics on health, wellness, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and spirituality. In relationship, we will explore topics on self-love, being single, dating, online dating, romantic partnership, marriage, uncoupling, divorce, parenting, polyamory, family and work relationship, and money. In intimacy, we will explore topics on tantra, sacred sexuality, eros, conscious adult entertainment, kink, and BDSM. I am your host, Lucia Gabriela, a relationship and intimacy coach, integrative somatic therapist, tantra facilitator, speaker, co-author, and founder at Nuna Holistic Retreat Center in Sarasota, Florida, where we offer integrated therapies for individuals and couples to awaken, reignite, and embrace their true power. To learn more about any of my transformational coaching and somatic experiences, immersion weekends, and couples retreat, go to www.luciagabriela.com. And today's episode is about Why You Need to Help Yourself to Serve Others by Kiara Kundi. Kiara is an advocate and expert on gender diversity, innovation, and women's entrepreneurship. She consults corporations on their diversity goals based on her experience as the founder of Led by Her, a nonprofit that works on advocacy. You can find Kiara at www.kiara, C-H-I-A-R-A, Condi, C-O-N-D-I, dot com. Welcome, Kiara, to our show today. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So really, really excited about this conversation about why you need to help yourself to serve others. I'm really intrigued about your experience of creating your nonprofit and why you have learned about self-love. So I would like to hear from you what what's the story behind like the nonprofit and aspect of learning self-love. Yeah, so uh, about five years ago, I started my own organization called Led by Her, which works on women's entrepreneurship and women's rights. And we are helping women who have suffered from violence become entrepreneurs. Um, and we're doing programs and advocacy to support uh, women's entrepreneurship. And I think it's 
it was really important to me um, when I started to feel that I was contributing to the world and I was doing something that was meaningful. Um, but I also think that I was very young when I did it, and so I didn't fully think about um, how I needed to take care of myself in order to help other people. And then I think what I saw through creating my organization was that all these women became empowered because they um, they took better care of themselves, of their lives, of, of their situation. Um, and I think I really started to see that um, everything that you want to change starts with yourself. And that if you are not... Um, in a state of abundance, then you cannot be generous um, because you're going to be in a situation of sacrifice. And that's not a good situation to be giving from because you can only give the extra that you already have. You can give what you don't have. And I think that that's really, that was really important for me to realize. Um, and that, that kind of really changed my perspective and I understood that there need to be a lot of balances between um, what you give to yourself and how you nourish yourself and how you nourish that relationship with yourself and what you have to give others. And once you have that balance, it, it, it's almost uh, contradictory, but it's true. You can give even more. Beautiful. Thank you for all the work that you're doing and for the creating such a powerful nonprofit. What resonated with me is the power of the work that you're doing with this nonprofit. It's actually um, what I think I heard clearly was you're working with women who had gone through violence to help them to create the life that they desire through becoming entrepreneurs and uh, leading the life the way that they desire and, you know, working with, you know, violence and trauma and all of that stuff is a, it's a very rewarding, but at the same time, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for the person who's actually being the container to create this. So I, I give you so great, you know, so many great kudos there because uh, helping individuals who had gone through violence to be reclaim their power and reclaim their vision and their dreams is, I wouldn't say it's not easy, but it's a really interesting journey. That sometimes, as the holder of the container, you are like, you are facing in the mirrors, right? Like you meet, you're seeing so much about you in reflection of others. So, if you want to share something about like the growth, not just the growth of your, of your nonprofit, but in your own life, uh, this whole journey, how this has been significant to you, like what changes have you seen in your life? Yeah, well, it, it is a lot about growth because I think in the beginning, that, you know, I I thought that you can just give, 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 and that you can. Um, yeah, that you can give endlessly. And that, you know, I realized that I was almost facing myself um, to help others. And I think that that's something that a lot of 
uh, trap that a lot of givers fall into um, because it's your natural tendency to want to be generous and to want to give of yourself to help others. And obviously, you also get a, you know, a kick out of out of, of helping others, and it's kind of a booster in a way. And then you keep doing it. Um, but actually, like you said, you also have to find the time to replenish yourself. And so I think over time, I, I became a lot better at, um, as saying, and also assuming there's a responsibility of, um, dealing with, dealing with a lot, dealing with a lot emotionally, dealing with, um, a project on your own, which is also difficult, um, and all of these challenges. And I think I became much more generous with myself over time because I, I realized I went through, I felt that at each year I would go at the same time of the year almost towards a burnout, and that would be around March. It would be like after the holidays, like before the summer, I would kind of exhaust all my energy and I was repeating this every year and, and then I realized that I was, um, that I, I wanted to do too much and that when you want to do too much, um, you end up exhausting yourself, but actually projects, uh, in, in, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a pure business, if, if it's a social project, whatever project, it's not a sprint, it's a, it's a marathon, which means that actually making it and going to the end also means knowing how to preserve your energy. Um, because if you keep consuming it, you're going to find yourself soon, you know, having to go to the sidelines because you can't keep going. And so... You know, I, as I grew, I knew that I couldn't get that anymore, and that I needed um, I needed to uh, find ways of replenishing myself on a regular basis, so that I could keep going. And the only way that you can keep going and that you can keep serving others is if you keep serving yourself. And finding the things that um, that nourish you, and understanding also uh, your needs and your boundaries, and and I think that that's something that's very difficult uh, when you start something because you don't know yourself, you don't know the project, everything is new, and so you don't you always feel like you need to put 150 percent energy into everything that you do, especially when it's a social project, right? Because it's a cause that you believe in with all your heart. And so you have to learn that um, you have to see it objectively and, and that you have to see that if you want to achieve your goals, um, that is not the best way to do it, actually. And the best way is, is, to, is to pace yourself and to understand where you have to put 50% of your energy, where you have to put 80%, where you have to put 150%, and where you have to put 20%, and also learning what you have to do and what you don't have to do and what you can say no to. And what you can do later. And so I think that that is a huge learning that comes with age and with um, with doing something long enough. 
Thank you. Um, I love that you sh the the quote. I'm just gonna quote it. Is a project is not a sprint; it's a marathon. And I love that. I used to be a cross country runner, and if a sprint, uh, you know, a track runner when I was in high school. And it's true, like those who are working to do a hundred meters, two hundred meters, three hundred meters, they sprint in. Um, it's a it's a different training, it's a different process to go from like a hundred meters to five k. And when you are in a marathon, like you do actually more than five k, like a twenty three k or like I don't know too much the numbers. But the preparation is different, um, the outlook is different, the perspective of going there is different. And if you go in a marathon sprinting like you would do in the 100 meters, uh, you will not make it <laughs> to the end of that marathon. Because all your energy and all your your energy will have be exhausted and your body will be like Whoo, in shock and in an aspect. So usually learning from from that and you know sport is it's a great uh i love the the metaphor right i love the combination of it because indeed uh having a project and especially that you were talking about having a social project where you is what you believe is your cause is your why why you wake yeah. up in the morning and you're like i'm doing this because this is my why you know, understanding that your why is a marathon and not a, a sprint, it kind of like help you to take care of yourself better. And at the same time, I, from what I got is it helps you to accept yourself and love yourself even more. Because mm -hmm. you're not blaming yourself, judging yourself, shaming yourself if you don't accomplish A, B, C. You know that you have more road. Uh, to go for it. and there's the changes that can be done definitely definitely and I think I think you definitely touched on one of the most important things is just also accepting yourself right because I think um, especially when you're doing a, a social project you always feel like you should be doing more right there's so much pain in the world there's so much suffering there are so many people who need help. There are so many things that you could be doing, right? Then you're just one person. And so you have to accept, you know, your limits and what you can do as a person because otherwise you're always fighting against yourself and, and then you, you risk burning yourself out. So I think it's really important to... Um, recognize every little thing that you do and that every little thing that you do matters. Um, and, and also let those little victories, uh, nourish you daily, nourish you along your path, be like milestones that encourage you. You know, it's, it, it, like we're talking about running a marathon, like the same thing as if you're running along a path. And you see, oh, it, okay, I've hit the 20-meter mark. I've hit the 40-meter mark. I've hit the 60-meter mark, the 80-meter mark. Because uh, otherwise, the journey is very long. And if your ambition is to save the planet or something like that, then it's going to be, um, you know, very stressful <laughs> if you don't have anything in between. So I think that, that learning that level of self-acceptance is really, really important 
and also that you are you and that you are lovable and as a person and um, aside from what you do. Um, because it's very easy to also fall in this idea of people only love me because I'm saving humanity, because I'm devoted to this cause, because I'm doing this. And so I think that there's something that we have to really, really work on is this acceptance of ourselves no matter what, just because we exist, you know? It's like we should love ourselves just because we exist. Uh, I love that you touch into the aspect of recognizing why we do, why we do things, uh, recognizing I am doing this because... Um, this is the way I receive love from people. People love me because I'm doing all these for others. It's, it's really something that it can get people, it can be very tricky uh, dynamic that can happen internally if we don't really um, understand and accept that um, we are enough and we just existing, just by existing we are love already and there's nothing that we have to do. Like One of the things I teach my daughter She's 10 years old. I always say to her, you know, uh, why mommy love you? I always ask her. And she's like, you just love me. And instead, remember, I love you no matter what, unconditionally. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to have anything to know that mama love you. Uh, you don't have to try to please me in any way to know that mama love you. And mama love you. The universe love you. You just love. You just have to be your authentic self. Because if you're going to... Uh, try to mold yourself to be love that's not being authentic so yeah. I love that you touch into that because it's really important for us who decide to help people out there you know having creating a fundraising or working with nonprofit uh, volunteering for nonprofit sometimes we do it because from what I you know I had tapped into it and I had to be very careful with myself because I volunteer for a couple of nonprofit um, I had to be very careful with myself at the beginning. I had to really uh, understand myself why I do it. Like, why why I'm doing this? And I had to let go of this need of not being much of the love, but recognize. And that's sometimes one of the, the traps that we go into creating non-profit or volunteering here or doing this for people and just being givers is this desire and this need of being recognized. When yes. we when we are not being recognized when we're not recognizing our true power, we want other people to recognize it, but we deny that to ourselves. Yeah, and I, I also think an, an important step that is tied to that is that uh and I think that, you know, I, I learned a lot about this by reading a lot about Buddhism, but you know, a lot of times what we do is when we have a problem, we help others because we don't know how to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. Helping others can become a way of evading our own problem. And when we are helping another person, we're like, we we feel satisfied because we see the results and we see that we're, what we do, are doing is working. And it can be a way of not working on our own issues. And I think, you know, I... Is it, as I get older, it's so, so important to work on yourself and work on yourself first and help yourself first. And with 
what you have, you help others. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you help others in, in a relationship, like we were saying, that is, uh, that is sane, that is, that is, um, that is true, and that is, uh, selfless. Right? Because when you're, if you're helping other people because you don't know how to deal with your own problems, that's not selfless. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> that's using something to solve your own problem. Um, and so I think that it, in the end, if we don't do things in in that way, in that order of, of putting ourselves first and growing ourselves to a state where we can have the abundance to give after. Beautiful. I think that's true for any activity, um, and whether that we invest ourselves in. Um, you know, I think it's 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 very important to do the inner work and see uh, why we so ready to do so. Yes. Another thing that um, I would like to touch on that I love, that's my favorite subject, is the aspect of boundaries. Um, you know, sometimes we have this idea... Uh, we buy the beliefs that because we energetic beings, we infinite beings, um, we have these energies running through us all the time. And uh, it's beautiful just to even feel that, right? Like, boom, all this energy running through us and uh, that we can tap into it. And sometimes when we conflict ourselves, we conflict ourselves, you know, when we like, if I have so much energy, why I'm exhausted, right? <laughs> like, why I'm so tired? Why, like, yeah. why I'm like drained? And you touch the aspect of boundaries. And I always share that it's like, yes, you can have this flow of energy running through you, but if you are not uh, conscious with your boundaries and like what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, and you have so many holes in that little container, you energy is going to go all over the place and you are not um it's like you're not replenishing yourself with clear with clean with um empower energy it's like it's always drain energy that it's like it feels like i don't know the visions that i have is sometimes like it's it's important for us to truly learn to conserve our container of boundaries and when we feel drained out is because one of the boundaries had not been honored and respected. And I always invite you to look into what, okay, so if I'm drained out today, what boundaries within me have not been honored and respected and taken care of? Because that's, I, that's self-love. I feel like self-love cannot thrive without boundaries. Like we have to have boundaries in, in place. How do you, how do you create your boundaries? How do you become aware of your boundaries? Uh, well, that's something that I've learned because I was really bad at this. And I think when you're, um, when you are especially promoting like me, a social cause, you believe so much in your cause that you feel like you should be saying yes to everything, right? Because it's for the cause. So, you know, it's like if my mission is to advance the cause and I should be saying yes to anybody who asks for my help, I should be speaking everywhere and, and doing everything, right, because it's all to advance my cause. And and so what happened is that I was just giving all this time and getting all this energy, and then I was n- not replenishing myself, and, and I didn't 
and I saw that I, I was uh, often sick. I wasn't, and, and I had a really hard time doing things. I started, I got to the point where I started resenting what I was doing. Um, and then I learned, you know, actually it's better to do one thing and do it well and give it your full energy than do a hundred things with 20% energy. Um, because if you do that one thing with a hundred percent energy and you're fully there for the whole time, and you give everything that you have, people will remember that. It means that things will come out of that. You will have results, opportunities, etc., that that are going to come because you are there. The, your presence matters a lot more than the number of things that you do. So I'm trying to work on this, and 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 I think the answer is how do you draw boundaries? You draw boundaries by setting priorities for yourself. And your priorities are not a list of things that you define for your entire life. Your priorities are temporary. They are what do you need right now to that north you that is important to you and that makes you move forward in what you want to achieve. So you draw out those priorities and then you say at each thing that comes, does it fit within my priorities? And if it's a, if it's a no, then you say no to it. And it makes saying yes and no very because you have that grid of this is how I choose things. This is how I choose what I do. And then I can be fully present for each thing in my life. And that, that counts on being fully present also in your personal life. Being fully present, you know, if, if you decide to do something professionally, anything in life. Um, make it so that it's a conscious choice and it's not life leading you, you know, that you are the creator of your own life and, and you are making the choices of where you want to put your energy. And I think that that is so important because we so often we forget that we can make choices, that we have the power to make choices. And actually, the more choices we make actively, the further, you know, I think we get in our life because we create a life of greater intention. Thank you. I appreciate all that. That's wonderful. Um, so to recap this section right here about boundaries, um, if you're going to do one thing, do it well and be fully present 100% of your energy. Otherwise, don't try to put 20% here and here and here and here and there because it's going to be uh, too much overwhelming and you're going to be drained out. Um, and also to what I love about this part is to really be very clear with your priorities and where you must put your energy into and like what is actually going to create uh, the results that you design in your life. So... Yes. So when you set up your priorities, like what is your processing? Um, many people do different charts, they do journaling. What is the one that you recommend the most for people who want to start setting up the priorities? Because sometimes just mental, just having it in your mind is, is not enough. So we know that in science that when the whole body gets involved, you know, physiology gets involved, like it is more uh, imprinted in your whole body. Um, so what will be your process that uh, you use to create 
um, to draw those priorities? Well, what I did for myself initially was that I drew, first of all, a, a list of values that were important to me. And then from that, I picked my five most important values. And I remember that for me, for example, freedom was the first one. So um, I, I listed those values and I said, okay, whatever choice I make, um, it, it comes with, I make it coming from these values. And that really helped me. Then I set um, what are the priorities you know, what are the the three and the five priorities that I have right now? So, and it, different times, it can be different. Um, and so, like, the, right now, it, it, for example, uh, health is, is a really big priority for me. Um, and maybe it wasn't a year ago. And my personal life. Um, so, I'm put all these things in a list and I say yes or no to things based on you know how uh, how I prioritize these different items on my list. Now I think it's really helpful to write all of this down and then every morning you know I write down one like what biggest thing that I have to work on today, I need to do today. And that helps me feel that at the end of the day, at least I have done that most important thing. Uh, because I think what happens, and this is what we we're talking about, is that there's a lot of noise around us, right? Because we set out with good intentions, right? Of like, uh, okay, these are my values, these are my priorities, you know, my health, my personal life, I don't know, whatever. Um, this project that I'm working on and then and then noise comes in right because we get an email of someone asking this of somebody needing us for something else so we get a phone call etc I don't know our dishwasher breaks or, I don't lots of things that happen and that's why I think every morning just set th that one intention for the day of what you want to achieve is really important um, because it gives us something, you know, that we have to work on daily. Because otherwise we get absorbed by the noise and we're not working, and then we kind of forget, like, we get carried away and we forget that really important thing that, um, or those important things that, that are making, making, going to make us advance. Um, and then I think your priorities aren't, you know, they shift as your situation shifts. natural. Um, so there are times that create more space and time things, and um, because we want to achieve things, so I think it's really, really important that, that we know that for ourselves and that we work on it regularly. And I think that writing down is a very deliberate act because we have also have something to hold us accountable and look back on. Perfect. I love that uh, we kind of resonate with the aspect of when we start creating something, uh, it doesn't matter uh, what kind of project or what kind of like um, momentum we have in, is that you started with your core values, like trying, 
getting to understand what are your core values are and this is something that I'm always talking about. Get into your core values. Get to know who you are when it comes to your values and based on your values, uh, your priorities are going to be um, related to your values. They go hand to hand. So really, really important to have that and write it down. I love the last part when you mentioned, you know, the hold us accountable. And yes, indeed, so many times we... Uh, keep our values in our head and our priorities and our goals and everything over here and we have everything here in the head right and we think that we know it and sometimes um it just resonated with me the aspect of holding us accountable because sometimes we keep it here to not keep ourselves accountable so that could be one of the ways that we get in our own way because when we have it on paper and we have it in our you know in our action journal you know, we have to get it done. <laughs> so I love that. Um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing great insights today, Kiara. So yeah. tell, tell us a little bit more uh, where our audience can find you and um, a little bit more about your nonprofit, where they can go and also reach out if they want to get involved, help out or anything like that. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm happy to interact with anybody in the from the show and feel free to get in touch. Um, I'm very reachable on social media, um, whether that's uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm very reachable. Or you can go on my website, which is www.kiaracondi.com. Um, and if you want to find some history about Led by Her and our organization and a lot of interviews with me, um, you're welcome to go on Google and, um, and there's going to be a lot of hundreds of articles. Um, and if you want to find out more about what the nonprofit does, you can visit the website www.ledbyher.org. Or um, also find us on social media as uh, led by her. Awesome. So to recap to everyone who is listening, um, her website is www.kiara, is C as a Charlie, H-I-A-R-A, Condi, C-O-N-D-I.com, correct? Yes. And led by her is you know, led by her.org. So, so definitely check it out. And we really appreciate you having you today, Kiara. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's show. And if you have enjoyed it, please subscribe, share with your friends and leave us an outstanding review. Until next time.